Okay, boys. We ready? With the boys, yes. Boys, boys, boys. Think so. Welcome back to another episode of What You Spin In, yes. the premier vinyl collecting album hip just album review podcast you'll ever find in my personal opinion anyways let's cut it right down to the chase my name's dorian joined by always as my boys jake and matt how you fellas doing today great great good in a new location new location mm-hmm. yeah new locale uh-huh. nice. i'll be i'll be moved in here soon i get to do this a lot so i'm gonna be doing the matt help me out what's the guy's name uh, it's Monday Night Football. Uh, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, I'm gonna do the Colin. I'm gonna be doing the Collinsworth slide all the time. Uh, but no, yeah, in the new in a new spot. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we've got a little. We've got some stuff to cover today. I'm super stoked about it. How are you guys? Yeah, doing good. good? I'm stoked, yeah. man. Yeah, excited. a lot of good stuff to talk about. For sure. I've been looking forward to this since we brought this up as mm-hmm. an idea mm-hmm. that we can do like a bracket. Yeah. Um, this was like, what? When did we think of this? Like 25 episodes ago, yeah. probably? Yeah, it, it's been, because we've been wanting to do like a bracket for a while now. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like we could continue it, because it was so hard to just make the bracket and not be like, oh, there's so many other picks. Mm-hmm. You know, just to narrow yeah. down and put what we did was fun, but we could do it again and really keep get, going. Yeah, I mean, get honestly. even weirder stuff. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. There's, some, there's some great albums that didn't make it this time, yep. you know? And like I said, I went back and listened to the end of last episode and I I was like yeah when we eventually run out of shit to do again for a themed episode yep. we'll just do another bracket do it again. will yeah. it be hip hop will it not who knows and that would be fun to explore other genres too for yeah sure. for sure yeah. but today we've got the first round of 32 uh, the first 16 albums in our first official hip hop bracketology here on What You Spinning but before we go into that uh, we uh, we mentioned that we were going to go see Arm and Hammer. Uh, yeah. About three days from the last episode, uh, like when that episode mm-hmm. came out, we were on our way up to Portland uh, to go up there and spend the day. Uh, and yeah, I've seen two concerts since. Matt was there with me for one of them. So if you count Arm and Hammer three times, we've yeah. seen about six or seven shows between <laughs> between the three of us mm-hmm. uh, since then. Yeah. All in like kind of like the same like couple weeks like one two weeks. Mm-hmm. Very short span. Yeah. Cool. Very. You short. probably have a lot more to say for sure about all of them, but yeah, I should have brought my new Arm and Hammer vinyl. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, what did you have? It. What did you end up getting? The diabetic. Test. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. I was like, wait, though? that's cool. Then. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. For a second, I found a ROM for like 120 on Discogs. Like, I don't know. <sighs> I yeah. trust the seller and like, right. Yeah. That's oh. deep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, I thought you bought one when we were in Portland. I was like, I didn't. I was like, you didn't buy. I was like, no. Um, I think I bought a Pussyf Realm, which is really cool. Yeah. A lot yeah. of those versions of the Vias for Viagra. Yeah. Realm. Oh. Or, yeah. Vias for Viagra. Yeah. They had a really cool section. That trip itself was cool. That yeah. Was that was fun. Yeah. Exploring. Yeah. I mean, you could spend all day in there. Yeah. It is yeah. kind of hard to find some of the things you're looking for because it's not separated by genre really i think mm-hmm. there's like a metal mm-hmm. there was like a metal genre but yeah. like rock and everything else was kind of there it's everywhere yeah. yeah you can tell you can tell that those guys are very particular about their music because yeah mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to compare to we so we went up to the store we're talking about music millennium shout out uh i think it's like Great the, store. i think it's like the biggest record store in oregon yeah, i think it? it's one of i think it might be yeah yeah 
It's uh, huge. It has like three stories. <laughs> yeah, so we went there. We went there on Monday, uh, the ninth, the day of the show. Uh, my first time being there, I had a fucking blast though, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I even went there again. But I'll get into that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, our uh, fucking music millennium was quite a trip. It's got like the way it's laid out is super weird because it like yeah, goes yeah. up that whole block basically, mm-hmm. and so it's got these weird staircases in it and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's rad. Mm-hmm. I I really dig the joint. Um, yeah, you could be there for hours. Mm-hmm. Like you could be there for because they have like the bottom level and then like two or three more levels as it's going up. Yeah, and then like way in the side, like where it gets closer to their light, like to the street light, they mm-hmm. have like another upstairs that mm-hmm. you can go to that. It's like just all unmarked stuff, so you could just like crate dig there. Oh my god! It's massive, dude. Yeah, but that place is really cool. I do place. like the the pricing. I know some of it was a little steep. I think when you go to Portland or a bigger city, stuff is more expensive. But mm-hmm. the vinyl I bought was twenty bucks. It was on sale, yeah. so yeah. you could find cool treats and treasures within those. And mm-hmm. uh, some yeah. of the other things were reasonably priced too. So it's yeah. a good store. They did have also. I noticed like when we walked in, they had like I guess some of the more expensive ones like in the top. Like they yeah. had a. They had Nick Cannon, his newest album that came out. <laughs> Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, he's all, he's all, he's like Beast Coast. He's like, he's really good. Yeah? Yeah. With like uh, Joy Badass and oh, okay. all them. Wait, did you say like, Mick with an M as in Moose? Uh, Nick Caution. Oh, Nick Caution. You said Nick Cannon twice. Did I say Nick yeah. Cannon? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, this is, I was letting you do the bit. Not I said Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Caution. He's, he's, he's playing bars now? What's yeah, no. Like, wait. I don't think he dropped an album. I was waiting for... I was. You could have strung me along the rest. I could have sold that. I was riding that train too, baby. He would have left and I would have messaged Matt and be like, did he really talk about Nick Cannon? <laughs> no, sorry. No. Nick Caution. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, he, he like worked with like Pro Era and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, he had that, they had that up there and a couple other mm. um, really cool records. But yeah, dope spot, man. Dope yeah. spot. Really dope spot. Uh, shout out to you for the food pick. As I uh, say, that was a great oh, yeah. spot. Bamboo. I like that. Bamboo Grove. Bamboo Grove. Yeah. Little Hawaiian joint. It was really good. It was really good. Decently Been priced. Been on there for yeah. years. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, decently priced on everything. Yeah, and the, it was like better Hawaiian time. Shout out Hawaiian time. Yeah. I do like your back salad more. <laughs> um, but. And the getting to the show was cool because it was on yeah. campus at PSU, I believe. Uh, PCC. Portland. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Portland Community? Portland, Portland Community College. Okay. Yeah. It was at Polaris sure. Hall. And Polaris I didn't know... Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know it was on a college campus until you got there. Yeah. Because, exactly. like, the way they advertise mm-hmm. it... Not at all like that, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize... A, didn't realize it was on a college campus, which was sick. And then you get in there and it's like, why is this on a college campus? Because they have, like, an upstairs yeah. and downstairs... Mm-hmm. The bathrooms in there are like brand fucking new. They have a full bar upstairs mm-hmm. by the show area, and it's like, then you walk into the show area, and it's like smaller than your high school gymnasium. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Wait for the drama club to come out and do their performance. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, we got to see Billy Woods and Elusive do their thing, and we had front row seats. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. I'm so glad we got there early and we're able to get there and get right up front. Because at first we were like, oh, yeah, going to be too bad. And by yeah. the time we turned around, they started, the place was full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We, no, it was not. It was, sorry. No, it it felt like really like personal, like mm-hmm. how small yes, it, was. it was. And 
100%, like the yeah. fact that we got there and even it took a while not only for like the opener to come on and everything uh-huh. but we caught him during sound check yeah we did we came <laughs> the, the opener. Opener. i thought he was just helping yeah cavalier yeah. I, me too i was like who's this guy but yeah cavalier he was just like uh testing the mics at the beginning mm-hmm. um I but yeah like set. eventually it was, it was a little loud with the, the bass on his set but yeah he had some cool songs he did you know? yeah he had a i sent you guys that link he had like a spin-off that he did of a rock marciano song yeah the same beat so that that was cool <laughs> but yeah it like once like we got there and it actually started it, that place got packed it did that place got packed people. real quick yeah. and yeah. fans of all different sizes shapes and I wasn't expecting the crowd to be there. Yeah, it was just definitely, it was like a Portland crowd for sure. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool to see everybody reacting in that way, in a positive way to seeing them perform live. Because it was a treat when they came on stage. They came in through the back door. Like they just got out of a taxi, which I, I think they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> they um, did have all of their belongings. Yeah, with them. really went to walk on stage with a backpack, and you're just like, we're like, from like, we're like from here to here. Yeah. And Billy was just doing his thing, and we're like, wow. Yeah. Like, I almost, like, we were like, Yes, it's hard to like give it justice, like how close it was. Like we could have podcasted with them. Yeah. We were so fucking close. Yeah, right? yeah. Touched them. Yeah, could have touched them. Uh, no, it, they walked in like really like nonchalantly too. Like when they showed up. Yeah. No, no one really like made a big deal about it. Uh-huh. But like, like Billy Woods when he came on, like I, some people didn't even know who. I he think was. a lot of people didn't know what he looked yeah. like because I think he, somebody said something like, yeah someone said that was like I've never seen Billy Woods so I don't know what he looks yeah. like yeah. but I mean he does have a face yeah they lost it's, their mind for Elucid in comparison yeah. like yeah. Elucid didn't get like that huge of a pop but in comparison to how we reacted to Billy Woods like I think I was just mm-hmm. like that's definitely him yeah. like I was just like kind mm-hmm. of in shock but everybody else was like yeah Elucid and then yeah. Billy Woods comes on and it's just like like yeah. fucking crazy. I heard like I heard like a toilet flush downstairs. Yeah, maybe like, one or two people. Like, oh. Yeah, no, but the like they just came on so mm-hmm. like nothing, and then they just fucking killed. My And they were very open about letting they us killed. like control the sound when it started. Like, mm-hmm. if you think it's too loud, let us know right now. Can you hear us? Which yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah. Because that was a small place and the sound overall was a little bass heavy, but mm-hmm. it's hard not to be in a small place like yeah. that. What are you going to do? Like, that was A, the closest I've ever been at a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it was just because like I love their music so much that I was like, how, how are we seeing them play? You know, and they're, like, so yeah. big in, like, the underground community and, you know, like, internet hip-hop communities, like, love Arm & Hammer. So I was, like, uh-huh. turning around at one point, and I was, like, there's 250 people in here. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> maybe. And we're halfway through their set, and I'm, like, what in the hell? It was, like, mm-hmm. we entered a dreamland, basically, where I was, like, I'm seeing, like, one of, yeah. like, two of the best hip-hop artists right now. Yeah in a place with 250 people <laughs> and that's yeah. it it felt pretty surreal at some points mm-hmm. the sets that they were doing too like they played everything yeah all over like the they place. played a lot of their like arm and hammer and then their individual stuff played a lot of the 
Billy Woods did a lot of hiding places, which was yeah, that sick. was cool. Yeah, did a couple of songs off maps. Yeah, off Haram. So it was we got like everything. We yeah, did, we got everything from them. Yeah, there was even like I think there was like an Ethiopes cut at some mm-hmm. point. Like, yeah, there was yeah. like they were there was like two songs from Ethiopes, I think. Yeah, they played they played a shit ton of songs too, and that was really cool to see like them start just going back and forth mm-hmm. of just doing solo songs, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just them coming back together and finishing off with stone fruit. Cavalier on the stage for his one. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah. New album, you know that was cool. He's like, get up here. We got to watch him, you know, yeah. say that to him. What I thought was cool. Yeah, that's how yeah. intimate. Like you saying, was that's how intimate it was. We got to witness that and kind of see Cavalier get up and rise and go killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so cool. Yeah, so I cool. think I heard someone say like, oh, there's Cavalier, and I like couldn't see him at one point, and then he apparently was. When they said Cavalier, I looked, and he was literally sitting like this the whole fucking time, right off the stage. Yeah, he, he went up there. He, like, snuck in there, yeah. like, halfway through the show. It's sad. Oh, my God. It was awesome. It was cool. It was so cool. Thank you, Matt, for, for making that. I'm glad we got to go sure. see him. Yeah. I never thought we would be able to see them live at Me all. either. Never thought it would happen. But, yeah. you know, that's our stupidity. Of course, yeah. we can see them live. Yeah. This day and age, you see anybody live. So. Yeah. Right. Uh want to shout out Matt for making it happen. Jake, thanks for driving. That yeah. was a hell of a time. We were um, going to go to the merchandise table after the show, but that was longer than any line I've seen in a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it felt like like they finished and they were like, hey, by the way, we're going to have stuff. And like literally right as we're walking out, everyone else, instead of walking outside, they just <laughs> all swarmed the booth. They almost couldn't get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we, it was literally like the walls were closing in because the line just kept getting longer and longer. And so we were just like, trying, yeah, we're trying to leave here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but shout out to them. Like yeah. them and Cavalier were like hauling the gear up the stairs to mm-hmm. like go yeah. and sell it. Speaking of merch, I saw like a week or two ago they put on their website uh, like ten copies of shrines, mm. and they sold out like instantly, oh, of yeah, course. Um, but they're like yellow splatter, like Ooh. it was fucking really cool. Nice. I was sometimes I wish I would keep on their website more. Yeah, <laughs> get you like that. Uh, one other thing. Speaking of the the merch, one of my favorite things from just a really funny moment from the show for me was when. Billy was saying that whole oh, we're we're gonna be selling merch, and he said we didn't have we don't have any copies of the new album, but we did find a box of Ethiopes, so you can go ahead and sell that on the internet and buy six copies yeah. of our new yeah. album. <laughs> and I was like, hey, he fucking knows. I was like, yeah. that's a man's man right there. That's cool. I was like, Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's probably why that line instantly grew. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. They're yeah. like, what? Sure. Yeah. All the instantly. all those sixteen, seventeen year old kids were like, I'm gonna be probably didn't even know about that album. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so many like hipsters with their. The, like yes, their bags, car- yeah, yeah, carrying yeah. just like a whole shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Like, I knew that they were on that they were doing the same Reddit search I was. I was yeah, like, there. <laughs> I was like, uh, pictures with Billy Woods. Like, can you get pictures with Billy Woods at their show? And it was they were like, yeah, they'll fucking even sign stuff and like talk to you. And so we walk in and yeah, like you said, there's like six people wearing little tote bags yeah. with records in them. I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, you got a couple good shots and videos too. Yeah, those yeah. will be interspersed throughout all of this, all of the stuff that we talk about here as far as concerts go. Uh, any last words on Arm and Hammer? 
was fun. Glad we got fun. to experience that together. Yeah, that same here. Mm-hmm. It was. I fucking multiple times since it's happened. I've just watched the videos and just been like, I can't believe. Yeah. I can't believe and like listening to the the music still. Mm-hmm. Like, as that's the cool thing about like these three shows I went to is I didn't immediately get burnt down on the music as soon as I saw them. You know, mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, I need a break. It. I've been listening back to like Solo Woods and Elucid now and Arm and Hammer. I went on a bender like once that concert and just listening to all their stuff again. (laughs) Yeah. And like listening to the stuff and being like, oh yeah, when they did this live and like the way they did it, like, oh man, it's been uh, just so insane. Yeah. Killer show. Killer Mm -hmm. show for sure. And then uh, about a week and a day later on my birthday uh, back on Tuesday, Matt and I met up in the well, it was a home game we met in Eugene yes and, thankfully <laughs> thankfully <the> drive. <laughs> and went and saw uh, one of our favorite bands uh, who we've talked about on this podcast uh, Tool mm-hmm. which was fucking a religious experience yeah I had never seen them live they're one of they're easily like top three bands for me mm-hmm. I only say top three because mm-hmm. it always rotates the order yeah mm-hmm. uh, but consistently top three band for me uh, you had seen them once prior at the same venue, mm-hmm. maybe eight, nine years ago, but I was on the floor and on the floor, people never sit. Yeah. Even though there's seats, they always stand. So yeah. luckily we had seats kind of in a lower balcony and people stood at first, but mm-hmm. eventually maybe a quarter of the way through the set, they had sat down so yeah. they could all sit and just, cause the visual show at a tool concert is the best is half, the, half the concert, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's so different and unique and, uh, you kind of watch that more than you do the guys playing the instruments. Mm-hmm. It sounds cool. And there, everybody did sit down except for that one guy had to sit through all of Rosetta Stone. And sing it for us and pretend that he was Maynard, which was really cool. Which was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, and of course, like, I think they have, like, they have it set up just right in there mm-hmm. uh, to where if someone... If one person's view is obstructed, no one else's is yeah. from like the stage. Because mm-hmm. I was sitting there, leaned over into the seat next to me, trying to see around this chuckle fuck, and Matt's just. I'm like. <laughs> but Look. he was in my way. I could, I, oh, I you could see half the stage. Oh, okay. I saw Justin Chancellor, and that was about it. I, you just looked, you just were vibing, and I was like, like, oh. I haven't heard this live. <laughs> me either. Motherfucker, sit down so yeah. we can all enjoy this. Nobody else is dancing, and we don't want to watch you perform, dude. Nobody yeah. paid to see you stand up and dance. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was brutal. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I, think, I think the crowd and the fan base of a, of a tool, at a mm-hmm. tool show, or just a tool fan in general, is very eclectic and very different, which is great. We have yeah. the frat boys behind us. Yeah. We're talking about biting yeah. each other. Not fighting, biting each other. Biting with a B, yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the guy the guy in front of us doing the dance. And then just, you know, young people, old people. But they knew Tool. Yeah. They knew the songs. They were singing lyrics and stuff, which I thought shows a lot of, you know, how yeah. that music reacts and makes people feel of all ages and all sizes and all shapes. And yeah. it's, it's, a great, it's a great fan base. It's a Tool army, you know? For sure. Yeah, I heard about it uh, when you guys were mentioning about it when, like, when it came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm going to wait a little bit until I get my tickets, you know? Mm-hmm. And then literally, because when it happened, that same day, uh, I, like, got off work early to get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. And on my way back home, I went, like, down by the campus. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with all this traffic? And then I see, like, just a swarm of people in, like, the front of mm-hmm. Matt Court, And then... And then that's when I realized, I was like, oh, is that tool? T- is that today? Yeah. And then, yeah, I saw, like, billboards and everything. It was fucking 
wild, but no, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool that you guys. I got to go see that. that yeah. fun. Sorry to like just. I was like, not to exclude Jake. We wanted no, you I mean, there. I, was... I in part I was like I mm-hmm. drove by it and I acknowledged it. I was like, whoa, that's because like I, my some of my coworkers like they're like uh, her husband got tickets and he was going and that's nice. when I remember too. I was like, oh fuck, that's coming up. Yeah, it's uh, definitely go see him. Yeah, sure. I think any Maynard project, go see. No yeah. matter, no did, matter what. Did they do like some their set uh, list other was, projects? No, it was all Tool songs. Yeah. Their set list was very yeah. uh, old school. I feel like, and they, a lot of new stuff too. Yeah, most of the new album. Mm-hmm. Most of the yeah, most of Fear Inoculum for sure. But I love mm-hmm. that they basically started out with like a three track suite off of Ten Thousand Days. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Like yeah, they. I think it was like after from like the second song on, they did Zombie. Uh, the pot and then Rosetta Stone. Oh, yeah, man. they did. I think that was literally my top three when we. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> how, the album. Yeah, I was like, yeah. honestly, kind of a top three off that yeah. album. For yeah. Me. Uh, but yeah, so they did that. They did the okay. Grudge, that, which was awesome, dude. That's cool. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. I told my brother that I went to the show. He was in Tennessee and he looked at the set list before I told him about it. He's like, they did the Grudge live. I'm like, yep. Yeah, and it fucking murdered. Yeah, That's it was cool. so good. Uh. Justin Chancellor still like seeing it live it made it made me appreciate him so much more and that's like one of the guys that got me into playing bass but I'm like dude this guy fucking kills a lot of the parts that he played I didn't know he did I thought yeah. it was a guitar yeah and I'm like oh that's him playing the bass what is he doing yeah how like, is he playing it so high like the second solo or whatever off of Invincible that was him or whatever uh, yeah. I was like what since yeah. when I was like since when was that not at I was like what the fuck dude yeah that's cool uh yeah and then Maynard was hilarious he was fun he did interact with the crowd towards the beginning and kind of the end of the show he, they're very strict about their phone policy not filming the show which mm-hmm. I get 100% but at the end of the last song he's like you guys take out your phones and then he kind of made fun of the front row because they were doing it wrong And yeah they had their he was like he said something about not having the light on mm-hmm. like the flash and so he caught one person with it who was having trouble turning it off and he's like turn the light off dummy off dummy no light come on dummy you got this like just egging them on uh speaking of that i have (laughs) there was a lot going on at this show yeah there was the guy uh literally like let me reenact this motherfucker for you because it was hilarious he's literally just like like fucking phantom of the opera conducting dude and just like like air guitar but it was very like it was very like Mussolini hand gestures to all of to yeah. the entire song. How old was this geezer? Uh, 60. 60. At least. Oh, yeah. 60 At bot least. like fuck yeah. That's the bottom. I would I would say anywhere from 60 to 70. Yeah. That's awesome. Um I'll I've got two quick little things. The speaking of the phone thing, did you see the security guard ratting like getting that chick to stop doing it? Mm-mm, I uh, that. It was uh it was during, it was like right after the grudge. It was like the okay. grudge or like right after this chick was filming and no one else was doing it around her. Like there were multiple people. I saw multiple people. Oh like yeah. The whole time, sure, yeah. Yeah. And this chick was sitting there doing it, trying to be discreet, but she was wasted or something. Cause the security guard had the flashlight and kept shining it at her and was like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> she didn't see And it. I was like looking at the security guard and I was like oh I mean okay like yeah you're just doing your job but then I looked around and there was this fucking if you see this I'm sorry but you're you are what I'm about to say there's this fucking dork just sitting there 
like like you ever watch the cartoon Recess? The kid that would always sit there with the notepad. Mm-hmm. He looked like that, just sitting there, like like he ratted on her, and I was like, "Oh my Dude. god, what?" I was like, <laughs> "He was pissed." He was, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like if she was right behind him, I understand. He yeah. walked all the way up to the fucking nosebleeds and sat down. I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, oh, he, he was a tattletale. He pointed guy. her out <laughs> oh, my way god. up there. He went down like three flights of stairs to rat on this bitch. I was like, dude. Call the president, dude. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, my God. Uh, and then, yeah, you mentioned, you like drive by mentioned the frat bros. Yeah, when you were in the bathroom before the show started, <clears throat> the conversations they were having were hilarious. Yeah. They were definitely wasted, which is fine. We were, yeah. little, we were a little buzzed, too. Oh, but. yeah. One of them essentially dropped their phone it's on me. It's my birthday! He dropped their phone on me, so it hits my shoulder and then kind of goes under the chair. So I pick it up and then I have to make small talk and, you know, we're all bros and joking. But after that, the conversations got even more strange. It's just like... More, yeah. more biting. I'm like, yeah, what What, have I, what did I miss? Not being yeah. a frat. I want to... Can I bite somebody? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm a biter. I'm going to see this. <laughs> ah, I want to bite him. <laughs> see, I know and I heard the right thing. Dude. We never talked about it after the show. No, I was like... Because I was... A flabbergasted from the show uh but i was also because these guys like i was actually irate at these people the guy that was right behind me yeah. kneed me in the back of the head like seven times one oh, so God. hard that like my hat fucking really? like it actually rocked me and i was like bro what? and then he took his shirt off at one point and this i is, missed this oh, part God, man what? yeah i was it was disgusting this was right after he or this was right before he Destroy, like, tried to punt my head off of my shoulders. A love tool. Yeah. I'm gonna bite you so hard. (laughs) I'm a biter. It's like, Jesus Christ, Charlie Sheen, chill out. Uh, He took his shirt off and it was just like, kept dangling and like hitting me in the face and the top of my head. And it was like, not dry. (laughs) And so I was like, fucking irate. And then about 20 minutes later, he. Uh, yeah, Bruce leave my head off my shoulders and I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, at this point. So it's about I, to get ugly. I just sat there and then like the like something came on. Like I like a particular song and I was like, Alright, fuck it. I'm hearing this live right now. Like fuck this clown. But yeah, I heard the biting conversation okay. oh too. Making sure I'm not crazy. Yeah. Uh one of them was doing like the foot on the back of the yeah. chair and this guy next to you was like Dude, like, hey man, and then the guy didn't listen. He's like, "Come on, dude," and put his feet down. They were by the end of that show, <laughs> the tides had turned on those fellas. <laughs> it was, the it was crowd, rough. The crowd turned. Yeah. If any of you mentioned the story, you're out there. Peace out. Yeah. Or shout out to you. Hope we you had a great you. time. We, we did too. You. Yeah, it was just funny hearing you guys talk. I'm yeah. sure we said stupid shit too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least they, we didn't say it that loud. Yeah. <laughs> or me, someone in the back. Yeah. Of that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Any. Do you have any questions about it? Would you go, would you go see Tool? No, would you go see no, Tool? How would you react in these situations? He's, he's uh, uh, it's crazy court. Like, <laughs> how would you have reacted? No. I don't, I wasn't there, but hearing this story, those guys sound like jackasses. Yeah, no. <laughs> Apart from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. That's cool. We'll I would have, have to... wanted to see that conductor dude. Like, oh my God. All yeah. animated. Fucking, so good. Yeah, I, I bet the crowd there was like mix with every with everything everyone but yeah yeah you should go if you if they come back we'll we'll make an effort all three of us yeah go. definitely yeah because it was unreal like the set list that they did was fantastic they ended with 46 and 2 mm-hmm.
looked at some past set lists and I was like, when is it that? Like they have been ending, like they ended with Stink Fist the day, the date prior. Mm-hmm. Longest merch line I've ever seen though. That was wild. It was crazy. When we walked in, we didn't even mention that. It was, we thought it was a line to like actually get inside to get your seat, but it was just to get the merchandise and it went all the way around. 100%. Like, people were in there probably for maybe a while. Some of the show, obviously. Yeah. But... Yeah. I bet. It was weird. But, speaking of merch lines, I had a completely opposite experience right after mm. seeing Tool. Uh, right, uh, leading up to my birthday, like on the 16th, me and my girlfriend went out to the coast with her brother because he was here from Utah and we were talking about uh, the possibility of us going uh, to go mm-hmm. see Suicide Boys, Ghost Main, City Morgue, Freddie Dread, and Ramirez, uh, the Grey Day tour. Uh, and as if you're if you're an old fan, you know Ghost Main, one of my favorite artists, brought him up literally second episode. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna try to make the bracket and the next bracket one where I can try and bring that up again. Um, Say so I got to go, uh, we were talking about the possibility of making it happen, and so she uh, surprised me with that as like a birthday gift, uh, got nosebleed tickets to go see them, and it was fucking legit. Uh, I got, you know, and like, I mentioned this to you guys earlier, but when they do the, hey, everybody get your phone lights out, every single mm-hmm. artist did that, and I got video of it all, so that, like, every single time it happened, so that was sick. funniest mosh pit things I've ever seen and I still don't know what actually happened so we're like it was at the Moda Center up in Portland uh, went back to Music Millennium got my own copy of Maps nice. have you opened nice. yours? I don't think so it's awesome I might have I think it's Sleep Token I haven't opened orange <laughs> orange record like it's on orange vinyl the I knew sleeve that. is like the map yeah. of like his whole tour dates and then it's got the little oh, card sure. Like from the back of the airplane seat. Oh, I haven't opened it then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I'll take. I'll send. I'll put pictures. I'll. I'll plug some shit in here too of it. But yeah, I got my own copy of Maps. Uh, we went that to one. The show. That one that was sitting when we went that first time. Yeah, I went right back. Dude, to I was. <laughs> I was so close to picking it up. Yeah, it was still there. It's, <sighs> it's at my house. That's awesome. That's cool though. Yeah, I got that. So that was cool getting to go back and kind of peruse around there mm-hmm. a little bit more, and then yeah, we went to the show. My roommates and our friends were up there as well. Uh, we met up with them at an Airbnb and all left right around the same time. We'll be like, hey, we'll try and find each other in line or like right when we first get there. Uh, and I had never been to the Moda Center for a show. So this was like me essentially raw dogging it. And we get there. We're in line. We've been in a GA line the whole time. And we're like basically to the door. We've been in this line for like 10 minutes. And they're like, this is all for seat, like seated tickets. And we're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. And this one lady, short little spitfire of a woman was just running back and forth, like running around the arena, uh, just fucking telling people like barking orders. Cause she obviously worked there. And she kept coming closer to us and being like, blah, 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 blah. And that's all we were hearing was mm-hmm. just nonsense. And she's like, guys, you don't have to stand behind these people. They're, these are all lines to get into the venue. And she like 
led us, like this whole group of eight of us, around this group that was like massive. We went around this massive group and then turned the corner. The lines were like 10 people deep and there was like oh. seven of them and there was a bar right across the street. We all went in, got a shot and just walked in. We were in the venue within 10 minutes after that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like waited probably 20-ish minutes for every, like to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, 10 minutes in, we were in the venue. Uh, I was really excited to like, I love Suicide Boys, but I am a bigger Ghost Main fan. So I was like super stoked to see him. It was the main reason I wanted to go. So I was like, let me get merch because mm-hmm. I'm not buying merch off of Etsy. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> no. Uh, so there was like these, there were multiple merch lines, multiple booths for like drinks and stuff. We end up bebopping, scatting around these different merch lines. One that didn't have the merch I wanted. Uh, another one where like the line was massive and then that one didn't have it either. I'm waiting in this one and my girlfriend literally there's a beer booth like right next to it goes gets us two Coors Lights comes up and is like follow me there's another one up there that's like seven lines and they're all like three people deep and so we just walk up hey thank you give me that shirt and that shirt okay thank you hey have a good day blah 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 went right up to our seat as soon as we sit down Ramirez comes on opens the show perfect no beer line the rest of the night like I went down and got drinks a couple more times not fun on the wallet uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but I did find like this oasis that was like, I was like ten dollars for a course. Like that's reasonable. That's like what it was a tool or something. Yeah. I was like ten bucks. Like it's not as bad if I was getting like a twenty dollar vodka Red Bull. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And there was never a line there longer than one person, and it was like a weird almost self checkout kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You just walk up, nice. a security guard checked your shit. Okay, cool. See ya. And it was right next to my seat and right in between my seat and the bathroom. So between every set, I just went, nice. Yeah. So, and then that's cool that, so, cause I, I was, I saw the lineup that they mm-hmm. had for the show. They had, uh, they had Ramirez, mm-hmm. uh, Ghost Mane. I think Shakewell was supposed to be there too, right? But yeah, someone like came in from or whatever. I think, I'm thinking Ramirez was like a re- maybe a replacement for him like last oh, second, okay. or because it yeah. was also uh, what's that Dread? What's that? Freddie Dread. Freddie Dread. Yeah, yeah. Also Freddie Dread, and Suicide Boys being like kind of like the the headliner. Yeah. yeah, that was a sick. That would have been cool if uh, Ramirez did play his manual. Oh, like anything off of that album. I love that album. Yeah. So, he still killed. He killed. Oh, like, I bet. But yeah, I, I was really hoping for some gold things and pinky rings. We did mm-hmm. not get it. Uh, but yeah. real, the the funniest moshing thing I've ever seen, I got to get into real quick. So nosebleed seats, like I said, and there's like a, it was during one of those first like two or three acts. I think it was Freddie Dread was on and there's like a circle pit opened up mm-hmm. and there's just a janitor guy standing there with a mop in the middle of the circle pit like everybody's running around him and he's just standing there and like there was multiple people in banana suits like when we were going to get in line and like construction high-vis stuff and so we're like oh it's a bit and then 
I'm laughing my ass off. I'm like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. They all wore banana suits and construction gear. And they even got a real janitor with a mop like to come out. Mm-hmm. He leaves the crowd, goes over to an actual mop bucket. He just worked there. Like, but was just, what? he was like mopping up a spill in the middle of a circle pit. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. what the fuck? That's good. They're all just like running around. I'm yeah. like giving him space, but still moshing. <laughs> I have a video of it. I'll put it here. Obviously, this is going to be a lot of content in this. Uh, in this episode today I saw a video uh, that it was of a mosh pit and there was a guy in a banana suit Mm -hmm. and I don't know I don't know who was on stage but like who was performing but they like were trying to make a mosh pit Mm -hmm. and then they tell the banana guy like hey banana run run and then he just keeps (laughs) and then he he, like creates kind of the vortex yeah um was it at that show there was something I don't know if that specific one was but that did basically happened at Suicide Boys. Like, okay. when Suicide Boys was on stage, there was, like, literally five or six people in banana outfits at this gig. It was fucking awesome. And they were trying to get a circle pit going, and mm-hmm. one of them was like, hey, I'm trying to tell you all to start a fucking circle pit right now, and I've got six bananas looking at me. What the <laughs> fuck? Portland, girl! Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Just going. Six bananas. I gotta I got send you guys that video. Cause yes. That's funny, though. Fucking yeah, I don't understand. I saw Gumby at a Logic show. Waldo was at Tool. Yeah, the other night. See Waldo. Yeah, and then where's Waldo? Yeah, there was where's Waldo at nice. Tool. It was awesome. We found that motherfucker. We did. <laughs> he walked right up to us. Well, fuck yeah! Great concerts. Great concerts. Yes, that, that always good to see live music, especially yeah. of people that we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I'll go ahead and say it because it was the first time I did it, and I think it was just a really good experience overall get nosebleeds if there's someone in town that you want to see and you're like oh seats that would be worth it are too expensive fuck the seats that are worth it nosebleeds are are worth it too uh they were way cheaper than anywhere else and i was like seven rows from the top and i had the fucking time of my life at that portland show Mm -hmm. uh hell yeah and then also yeah if you get to see tool even if you if you're like "Eh, they're not really my thing go see fucking tool man it'll change your life (laughs) I think I have I think I'm like aligning my chakras now or something it was pretty sick your third eye's open mm-hmm. yeah. and then yeah Woke. just support local venues all that good shit yeah. oh yeah uh, this has been a little concert what, what, recap uh, from the boys here at What You Spinning uh, we're gonna go ahead move away for a second we're gonna dive into some hip hop bracketology peace I didn't see it until recently. Honestly. Like, like pressings of it? Yeah, like in person. I don't feel like I had seen it until... They, they come and go, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like houses have... They typically seem to have one in stock. Yeah, that might have been it. I might have gone to house for the first time in forever and saw it yeah, there. <laughs> I haven't been there in forever. Me either. But let's go ahead and kick this baby off, huh? Matt, when was the last time you were at house? Um, to get diabetic test strips, the new Arm and Hammer. So a couple weeks ago, I think I got it before we went to the show. Nice. So, yeah. I the last time I went was when we did the two records. Uh, we hit both record stores in town and had tacos. Oh yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. random day. That was fun. Uh yeah, and I got sleep token and 
uh, Masonic temples. Mm-hmm. Nice. Great day. Yeah, next time they have like a record show in town or like a record swap downtown, they they have them a few times a year too here mm. in town. We should really? just go yeah. check them out. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. We can find some unique things yeah. people are getting rid of because I think a lot of private sellers come in mm-hmm. to a venue and just have open containers of all sorts of stuff. So I've never even heard of those happening. That sounds yeah. fucking. Sick. I was talking to one of the uh, one of the guys I know at house about it because he's going to start doing his own down at Sandbonds. Damn. So all right. And he's into all sorts of weird shit. There's never something, quote-unquote, normal playing at that store. At House? I know. I found a lot of things that, you know, they're listening to, and they have the album out and display if you Mm -hmm. like it. And I've I've bought maybe two or three in my lifetime by just hearing that and being like, what the hell is Mm -hmm. this? Yeah. I love love a good house. Mm -hmm. It's a good place. Mm -hmm. That was a good random little thing. When was the last time you were there? couple months ago I want to say was it when we all three went to or I think it's when we and Matt went that one time oh yeah like uh that was a while ago that was a while ago yeah hell yeah might have been then yeah but I do see I do see those flyers that you're talking about um so I think uh Callie Mm -hmm. I think she had a booth there because it was at um I guess it was at Level Up. Yeah, they have them there too. I think they have them there often as well. So we just need to keep our ears open. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun to do as a a cast. Maybe even film some of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Oh yeah, always content. Um, Also, before we deviate from the topic too far, uh, let's keep an eye out for Record Store Day release list coming out and we'll we'll review it we'll do like a review for it on the pod and see do like a oh, this oh is what I, yeah it's like, like once it drops we can they're doing one for uh black eight, friday oh black friday yeah damn they one thing that i did see that they have they have uh the pro era album mm. like or sorry beast coast so Flatbush zombies yeah uh like uh pro era and what's the other one all like all of them Nice. That album. Fuck that, album. that album's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, we'll have to review like the one that comes out in April. Yeah, like the yearly ones. Yeah, we should we should review that for the yeah. show. Yeah. Hell yeah! But let's duke it out. Let's fight. Speaking of me and Jacob going at it, we're about to go at it in this bracket in the first matchup for. The hip hop bracketology of what you spin in. We've got Jake's pick, which is yeah, Infamous by Mob Deep. Very good album. Uh, Ninety five, dude. Nineteen ninety five. We covered it on episode nine, actually. Nice. We did bring it up on episode nine. Nice. Um, I want to do that every single time. There's something brought up. No, I like that. Um, I should have done that. <laughs> going up against my pick, Mad Villainy. The album that started it all for me in a lot of ways, including this podcast, because it was my first pick on the podcast. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm bringing it to the table. I will defend it until the day I die. Um, <laughs> Those are fighting words, Dorian. Watch see out. what happens. Hey, man, if, we, we, just, we haven't even started talking if, about anybody yet, okay? <laughs> God, we still like you. All I'm saying is if Mad Villainy is eliminated in this first round, I'm going to fucking say something <laughs> about it. I'll fucking say something, man. Yeah. But all that being said, I will say infamous great pick. I love this matchup a lot. You've yeah. got 1995, 2004, 
but sounds like it could have came out in 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, the infamous Timeless album, still hear a lot of it used today. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, very tough for me, despite yeah. what I, despite my. Sorry for my recent outboist. Uh, <laughs> no, we know how you feel now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like we it's... know you'll stab us with your pen if we don't vote for you. <laughs> it's like you can get so attached um, to albums, and these yeah. these two are definitely um, in hip hop in general. Like yeah. it's it's like you, when in one hand you have like East Coast prime hip hop era yeah. hip hop which is Mob Deep yeah for sure uh, and then on the other hand you have like very kind of new to the coming new to you know like hip hop kind of this more abstract mm-hmm. you start seeing more of that with this um, uh, and definitely a pioneer uh, doom yeah. for for that genre for mm-hmm. that style of hip hop so mm-hmm. it's hard to pin both together because right. it's like you you lose either way like anything it is. they're both really good yeah. albums you know one's got there's like that gap this is 04 and the other one with 95 mm-hmm. there's that big gap there and so you yeah. can definitely see the progression of hip hop in general from those two yes. different I think different styles in general but the yeah. progression is there and mm-hmm. you see it from Doom you know creating his own unique sound on this album specifically mm-hmm. which I'm listening to right now okay. <laughs> yeah. um, with the pairing of Mad Lib, too. This was, like, yes. peak. Like, this was Mad Lib when he was on a heater, you know? Mm-hmm. We've, we've covered that. We've covered that run multiple times uh, with this coming out, uh, Shades of Blue or whatever, and mm-hmm. then uh, Further Adventures of Lord Quaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the other... All the other things that he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Within, like, three years, these two guys released, like, nine albums, basically. Mm-hmm. insane. Across different That's aliases crazy. and projects, which is fucking... It is absolutely bananas mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. Um, but... I like... <laughs> so, I like it's I, so I, tough, man, because it's like, I don't want to just... <laughs> I'm like, all right, now say something nice about Mom Deep. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like going to couples Way therapy. Nice. Yeah. Right. We're going to run into that problem a few times. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, but it's... With it, our picks. But it's good. That's that's what we're here for. Yeah. Yes. We're it's here. not that we don't dislike it. We just are mm-hmm. combating, you know, yeah. what we feel is a better uh-huh. mm-hmm. overall yeah. album. Oh yeah. I yeah. think I think uh, if we're talking strictly like hip hop, mm-hmm. um, at this point actually that that might it might be turning, but uh, Doom is kind of a lot more people are recognizing it. I feel yeah. Like more than. Uh, some of the older school stuff especially with this like newer generation of listeners mm-hmm. like they're really calling to MF Doom yeah uh, and this being the start of it mm-hmm. all is kind of damn am I am I supporting my album or you're yeah, like, no, yeah. <laughs> you don't worry I've got something in the chamber to, to support my no. you you finish your thing <laughs> no but yeah it's like uh, everything about Mad Villainy is nuts yeah I think production wise also it's it's a big big jump for mm-hmm. hip hop, um, you you hear a lot more kind of abstract beats with it that yeah, Mad Lib sure. was doing than compared to the Infamous. Um, but dude, the Infamous, come on, it's yeah, it's Shook Ones Part Two. That's really all you need to talk about. Shook Ones, yeah, it, that is hip hop. Yeah, that yeah. is hip hop. Uh, you got Havoc, you got Prodigy. Shout uh, out, R.I.P. Wu Tang is on the album. Nas is on the album. Like insane mm-hmm. album to start with. Um, and actually no it's not their debut it's their second album um but I think it holds its own against Doom I think yeah I think well, let's, just, well, just for the OGs the you know the, this is this is an old heads the old, argument the old heads yeah. of hip hop 
Do you know how many times this conversation has been had over a game of dominoes? Too many. Okay, <laughs> yeah. this exact same conversation. True. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, what is what part of thirty seconds do you want to play from your album to help steer the ship a for bit? shook ones? Uh, or is it shook ones? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the sp- <laughs> oh yeah. Of course. Sure. It's like if this is like your opening argument. I see you, Jake. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's got the classic, you know, slow, distorted, weird guitar. Like, mm-hmm. Kind of has a Nas song. From the, yeah. It was written. That yeah. Album. yeah. That song. I what that song's called. I can't either, but I know exactly. Yeah. It. I hate when that happens. Affirmative action, I think. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to say oh, it yeah, because it right. sounds it sounds so right in my head. Where the fuck? Yeah. And that's mine. Doom. Textbook. It's textbook. Doom. That is textbook. Yeah. Doom. I did feel the energy in the room completely shift when I put on <laughs> when I put on Doom, so I feel like I just lost this battle. But let's fucking kick it back. <laughs> All right, yeah, we just did we just did two two uh, little thirty second ish snips uh, to kind of further the further the argument here. Yeah. Um, you did make up a good point. You were supporting the fuck out of Mad Men. <laughs> you were supporting the shit out of it. I I like both of these albums, man. It's 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 fun just to bring it up and talk about both of them. But mm-hmm. when you pin them both together, it's like, come on, it's like impossible to choose. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I've been listening to both for so long. Um, the good thing also, uh, I feel like about both of these albums is they're so defining um, for when they came out. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we think about '95. Yeah, this is actually one of the albums that we brought up um, when we talked about our '95 episode was mm-hmm. the infamous. Yeah, uh, and I feel like even with Doom, it was the first thing you brought up. So yeah, um, it's it's had generational. Both these albums are generational, and they've yeah. like steered a path for hip hop. I feel like yeah, and you know you're still hearing not even just shook ones. You know, there's multiple tracks off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the infamous that I still hear and that I still put on uh, like Give Up the Goods yeah that song I love that one and yeah, you know, that's just through is that what it's called Give Up the Goods yeah yeah that's okay. one of them uh, but yeah that that song in particular I still do revisit Ship Ones obviously it does have its influence and you know and as we covered in the 1995 mm-hmm. episode episode 20 um I think episode yeah episode 20 uh we talked about like how 1995 was such a pivotal year for music in general sure. you know mm-hmm. like all the albums that we picked out on that episode came out and shook ones there were multiple like that was a like we had a conversation after that episode and being like we could do a whole a whole another run of it like oh, we could easy. run it back with 1995 because mm-hmm. of how much good music came out and yeah. then we were also talking like fuck like we should have saved infamous whatever blah 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 mm-hmm. but yeah man influence is influence yeah mm-hmm. now does the fact that this came out in 1995 take away from the influence that Mad Villainy has still even though it came out nine years after does that take away from it I don't think so but Doom also did suffer the shitty thing of not being popular, like super popular, mm-hmm. unless you're like super into music mm-hmm. and hip hop. And then he died, and now everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's yeah. kind of like, eh. but I still think Mad Villain rules. <laughs> Infamous <laughs> rules too. Yeah, um, 
Matt, do you have any? I think we'll let Matt beat the the, the deciding. Deciding, the deciding factor. Yeah. We don't. Hey, we also don't have to vote for our own. Picks. <laughs> yeah. No, we sure. don't. And that's going to be the fun part. Because mm-hmm. I might vote against my own pick right. based on who it's going against. True. Um, but I think you know this. Your album in particular is just it's unique in its own right. And mm-hmm. I don't really care who it's going against. It's probably going to win. Right. Uh, just based on everything it's about, man. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was listening to it a minute ago, just kind of catching up with it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's. Um, and I know this album too that you picked. You know, yeah. just because growing up in that era, '95 was such a unique era. You know, Soul Food by yep. Goody Mob came Another out one, the same year. Yeah. yeah. Another album we're talking about uh, later. But yeah, if I had to, you know, pinpoint which I would go with, it'd be Mad Villainy. Hell yeah. Jake, so your vote's in then? Infamous? Keep it interesting, yes. Keep it interesting? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's at this point, cemented itself as a classic album mm-hmm. that it deserves that. Yeah. Um, but yours? Mine? Amen. Uh, it's the first album I brought up on this podcast for a reason. I mean, it's the album that got me back into hip-hop and yeah. got me further into making music uh, outside of just what I was doing at the time, so I gotta go with Mad Villainy, which means that Mad Villainy Moves On is the first victory we have in the bracket. So, yep. Mad Villainy Moves On. Infamous, shout out to it, love it, great album. Go check out episode 9 of What You Spin In. Uh, where we do cover it. I think that was uh, still a Zoom episode when we were doing those. I think so. Strictly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was right before we made the announcement that Matt would be joining us. So shout out to episode nine. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I went back, actually, before we go. Mm-hmm. Rewind. Let's, let's do a full episode or do a full plug of that episode. Episode nine. Uh, you had Duran Jones and the Indications. Nice. Uh, the first one. Uh, George, shout out, uh, brought up The Infamous, and I brought up Toxicity by System of a Down. Damn. Episode 9, what you spin it? Mm, that's cool. But we're going to go ahead and move right along, I believe. Yeah. Uh, which means that we have Matt, I believe. This yeah. is your pick. What is what? My, my picks are going against each other. Yeah, this is pocket pool. Yeah. So what you got, buddy? Uh, we're going back in time a little bit. Uh, not too much. Well, yeah, I guess we're going back in time a little bit. Uh, Eight Aliens by Outcast from '96 mm-hmm. yeah. against uh, Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys from '89. I'll just keep making a stack. It's not a huge gap. Don't bore um, my. No. <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. The more I was looking at that, the uh, the battle against these two, the, the styles of both of these artists, these hip hop artists, are very. Uh, they're just different than regular hip hop, especially on mm-hmm. this Paul's Boutique album by the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. which isn't their best album. It's mm-hmm. one of their forgotten albums, but I think for them it was just showcasing, you know, their other abilities to other than just hip doing raps and stuff like that. They could play instruments and be creative mm-hmm. and eclectic and weird. And there's some cool songs on Paul's Boutique. Same goes for this Outcast album. Unique in its own right, legendary, cited as one of the best. Um, mm-hmm. influenced so many people that we listen to now mm-hmm. and that we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so comparatively, you know, they both influenced a lot of different people in a lot of ways. You know, the Beastie Boys might have influenced Outkast and vice versa. So for me, it's a tough decision. Um, there's so many good songs on each album, too. So For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, just uh, Terminator Timelines, Outkast episode, episode 30. Uh, great album. We've 
we've given it some appreciation for sure, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. always down to talk outcast. You guys know that. Yeah. Love me some Andre and Big Boy. Yes. Uh, and this one's tough, man, because BC Boys, again, is one of those groups that, like, you know, much like... Uh, Mad Villainy getting me back into rap. Beastie Boys was like the mainstay mm-hmm. of like even when I got out of it, I was like, oh well, I can still listen to Sabotage even though I don't listen to rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, uh, that being said, even when I was not listening to hip hop a lot, I went back and dove through their catalog. And mm-hmm. Paul's Boutique was kind of you know this weird hidden gem almost in, the, yeah. in their discography. I feel yeah, like it is. It gets like overshadowed, uh, overshadowed easily mm-hmm. by uh, what's. That the other album. Uh, check your head. Check your head. Ill you know, communication. Uh, Ill communication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, illusion of something. Illusion or something like that. Yeah, like their first couple yeah. albums. Then that's the thing is like when you have a that many strong full albums in your catalog, of mm-hmm. course there's gonna be one that's overshadowed, mm-hmm. and I might like this one more than some of those that blew up. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think ill communication is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello nasty, but. Uh, I, I put Paul's Boutique uh, at number three for me out of their oh nice out of their catalog so I was very impressed when you brought those I was like I again like I said I listened to the end of last episode and I was like I even said something I was like out of all the albums he picks yeah. <laughs> he could have gone ill yeah. communication right but it is a little bit of a stretch check your head right but I, but it's a respectable move and I dig the fuck out of it to put mm-hmm. it yeah. in and honestly it's got a long. It's got a stronger leg to stand on than people will give it credit for against AT Aliens, in my personal opinion. Sure, really. Yeah, I, I personally, I personally believe that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think that album, if we had it anywhere else, spattered in this bracket, mm-hmm. it'd auto, be better. Auto lock. Yeah, it'd be better. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But that it's going up against AT Aliens, it hurts it <laughs> a little bit. A lot, because uh, yeah. AT Aliens, it's like part of their crazy run that they had outcast yep. mm-hmm. uh, their three album run and whichever way you look at it they're f- their first they're you know whatever mm-hmm. um it's got features from goody mob on it yeah. um it, i mean everything about this album uh, is crazy good uh, but shout out also you know bringing up paul's boutique is also i feel like one of their more less known mm-hmm. uh, albums for mm-hmm. the beastie boys uh, and fantastic i was yeah. listening back to it um, uh, some songs on it I have them uh, but Shake Your Rump is in my the, yeah that's, that's one of my favorite songs Eggman yeah. there's so many yeah, like the opening like six tracks on that album <laughs> mm-hmm. are so just good there's some cool beats and, mm-hmm. yeah it was it was one of the few full albums I listened to in the past two weeks yeah. and you're and you're right on yeah. that the first six tracks is just like you get just wormholed and you're like mm-hmm. oh, okay I just blasted throughout the album basically mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> But Eggman, yeah, I was I was racking my brain. Shake your rump, I've known forever. And then Eggman is a is a damn good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, Jake, you're right. It going up against ET Aliens is. I think tough. anywhere else in the bracket, <laughs> it'd be a little better. Mm-hmm. But ET Aliens is such an iconic album that I feel like it hurts it. A so lot. here's it does it does hurt a lot because yeah, it's hard to beat. Like, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about it is Matt is acting very calm right now, <laughs> and he doesn't he doesn't give a fuck who wins. They're both his albums. It's not like it's a contest, but yeah. I feel like if this one, I yeah, it's a throwaway. I feel like yeah. whoever like this clearly isn't a contest about all of us. Like it's it's about you know like finding the album. But yeah. I feel like we're gonna like the. Like if my if an album I pick wins, I'm gonna kind of be like, hey, you know, but hey, mm-hmm. I'm sorry you didn't like that pick this week, but I did, I did yeah. put the yeah, best album in the hip hop brand. 
And I assume, I would actually hope that you guys would be the same way. So the thing yeah. is, is Matt's acting all calm. He's acting calm and he's like just, he's supporting both sides enough mm-hmm. and playing you against me right now. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to go with whoever. Tell him he really sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, Jacob, did you get a haircut recently? He's like starting to do personal <laughs> yeah. dicks. And I'm like, you know what, actually you fucking cabbage head ass. Yeah. <laughs> you can win, you got it. But, uh. You brought this app, uh, you brought both of these up though, didn't you? Uh, Paul's Boutique, we we haven't actually covered a Beastie Boys album at all. Oh, like on the bracket? Yeah. No, that's why I was saying he doesn't care. These are both his picks for the bracket. He doesn't care who wins. Yeah. So. I think for me, if I had to like, you know, pick between the two, it's going to be a tough decision, but Outcast is going to win, hands down. As tough as it is. Yeah. As tough as it is. Yeah. I know we're talking about how much we, you know, appreciate Paul's Boutique and Mm -hmm. how we've all listened to it a little bit over the last few weeks. Yeah. It's great, but when you can yeah. compare the two and like what they mean to hip hop as a mm-hmm. whole, and as, yeah. as opening up that genre of underground hip hop and just yeah. entree is fucking weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was embraced. Yeah, um, and other artists clung onto that and were inspired by that and made their own cool stuff. So for yeah. sure, love it. Yeah, Jacob, what's your pick? Me and you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. been stuck in my head since we started talking about it. Elevator, uh, AT Aliens, all the songs on mm-hmm. there. Waylon, uh, everything about this mm-hmm. album is nuts. Shit. It. I'm gonna. I hope, and like we've kind of said, it might not have gotten said on camera, but an album being on this bracket doesn't mean we can't bring it up down the road. Of course. Oh, yeah, I hope sure. I, I look forward to when we do bring up Paul's Boutique so we can actually uh, give it a little bit more appreciation and mm-hmm. uh, do a further deep dive. But yeah, I mean, we did a whole fucking episode with Outcast, man. I gotta go AT Aliens. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. But hell yeah, no. that was Matt versus Matt with AT Aliens winning. So that means in the next in the first matchup of the Sweet 16, we'll have Mad Villainy versus AT Aliens. That's going to be tough, too. Damn. That's going to be <laughs> fucking bananas. Damn. Okay. That's going to be dumb. Okay. It'll be fine. Well, we'll go ahead and take a brief break, and then we'll be right back with the next block uh, here on the What You Spin in Hip Hop Bracketology first round of 32 for 16. Deuces. Uh, do we want to do songs? Let's not do them since we can't like hear them. Yeah, true. I was just saying for us, refreshers. I'll refresh you plenty right now. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna bite you so fucking hard. Who could take a little piece of somebody and want to hurt that? Who's pinching people? It's so fucking weird, dude. Dude, it was. I was. It made I, me want to join a frat, and I don't know. No. Well, did you hear them describe their frat? They're a frat, but they're not a frat. Sigal. They're Sigal. just a bunch of bro. They're just a bunch of guys with good vibes that are getting together and buying a house. <laughs> oh. Okay. The guy was. He wasn't a werewolf. He was a dude wolf. He was like slowly turning more and more into a bro. A dude wolf. <laughs> I thought I was gonna turn on him when we were in pit vipers, but he just still looked like an indie stoner kid with long hair. <laughs> All right, bro. Jesus. All right. Well, it's, 
It's Jacob's turn to play pocket pool with his two picks. Yes. For the next power, the next round. What do you got? Yeah. Um. We. I rather I picked Illmatic episode by Nas. One. Uh, yeah, episode one. Mm-hmm. Another episode. Uh, one pick came out ninety four versus Wu Tang, uh, Wu Tang Clan. Enter the Wu Tang. Uh, came out ninety three. Thirty six chambers. Oh man. Which ninety three? I felt like it was so much later than that. But that's old. Ninety three. Damn. Yeah. I'm just realizing that. It is. It, it, it does kind of have like a, at least a 96 kind of feel. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was that old, but uh, staple in hip-hop also. Like, yeah. both of these are are nuts. Yeah. Respectively. I mean, Nas, one of uh, the old heads of hip-hop and still kicking to this day. He, yeah. He still keeps making... He's on like Magic Seven now with yeah. Hitboy. <laughs> King's Disease Part Fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck. Uh, no, but really good. Um, and I mean Wu Tang, probably arguably the greatest group in hip hop. Hip hop group is yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, as a group, uh, yeah. Yeah, ever. we got Jizza, the Rizza, the Rizza. <laughs> yeah. So many good individual people within that that realm. Yeah, no, no pun intended, but like. Inspect the deck, old dirty bastard, and the yeah. meth. The meth. Yeah, it has it has method man on it. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I listened to that ten times before I got here, and it's oh yeah, just yeah. rolling in my head right now. These are both huge albums for that period of hip hop too. That mid ninety feel. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's almost impossible to compare them. Very, because mm-hmm. um, they both mean so much in hip hop. Like they're so individually cool and unique. Mm-hmm. It is. This one is, like, truly tough mm-hmm. because it is, you know, there's, you know, you've got songs like NY State of Mind on Illmatic, and then you've got, uh, I mean, fuck, throw a dart. Throw a dart at both of these albums. They're they're yeah. absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. But you've got, you know, let's say New York State of Mind from Illmatic, and then you've got uh, Protect Your Neck mm-hmm. or Cream from 36. Mm-hmm. And it's like Jesus Christ, man! Like this yeah, can't yeah. do this. Like this can't be. How do you pick? Yeah. Like, like for real? How do you yeah. pick? I, w- I went back on a deep dive through both of these albums a couple mm. of times over. There, there were few albums that I went back into uh, this past couple of weeks because mm. I was like, I'm familiar, you know, pretty familiar. Mm-hmm. Paul's Boutique, I had to refamiliarize, but these two, I was like, man, these this matchup. I almost did a whole page of notes just for this matchup. But I, I could have, yeah, yeah, easily, yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, I could have matched up songs. <laughs> it would have been like a tale of the tape from UFC. It would have been like song yeah. for song <laughs> elimination. Right. Um, yeah, both of these are just so much in everything, in every way. Like, there's, it's so dense, both of these mm-hmm. albums, everything that they have. Yeah. Um, I think it's crazy that Wu-Tang, this, I mean, this is Wu-Tang. Like, 36 Chambers is Wu-Tang. It is the... Epitome, yeah. Yeah. all the Wu-Tang members, album, everyone yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. Um, like right before they all started making their solo work, mm-hmm. um, seeing them all be together for this uh, yeah. is fucking nuts. And it, you know, you rarely see that in hip hop now. A group this size mm-hmm. um, be this uh, crazy, and yeah. like everyone in the group, they all had a bunch of different personalities. Like yeah. Method Man, you had a freaking ghost face. ODB, um, ODB, yeah. like yeah, yeah. So, um, it's nuts. 
it's really nuts it's it's crazy also that um for hip-hop like both of these like you said mm. they like the impact they had was tremendous yeah this is classic east coast like. very yeah what's up with all these east coast picks <laughs> uh yeah it is very east coast heavy yeah. it doesn't really let up honestly i um, do i do like the like introduction it. though it will yeah. be coming up but yeah west coast mm. yeah uh i mean shit man do I gotta be the one to start it off? Yep. Do it. Thirty-six nine times out of ten, baby. Ooh. But yeah, I gotta go with it. This is not that tenth time. This is thirty-six chambers for me, man. I think it's my pick too. Thirty-six chambers. Mm. Yeah. I want to go with the Nas pick, but you know, as as a whole, as an influential and how it spawns so many other albums mm-hmm. by other these all these other individuals from Wu Tang, it's got to be Thirty Six Chambers yeah. for me as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, it's like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Yeah. You pick a rap artist nowadays, and it's like how like if they don't list Wu Tang as a direct influence, how long with someone they've worked with? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But most people do list Wu Tang as influences and Nas too that's another thing it's like both of these artists like as a whole too yeah it's like come on man now both of these are like well respected in hip hop so you could really go either way with these albums true true I will be right back and then we'll dive right into the matchup you guys fucking pander talk to the people I ain't cutting <laughs> so yeah I think, we, I think we need to get a new host what do you think? I think yeah. so yeah <laughs> why are we with this guy yeah, yeah. usually the host stays the whole time who is this? <laughs> you mother! Listen here! Fuck! Just roast in the fire. I just come in and start doing Jeff Hardy arms. Yeah. <laughs> I do the, the flip into the body slam. That's what we were saying. Dorian's been a great host. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. I'll take my veggie straws somewhere else, damn it! <laughs> Oh yeah, we gotta duel them. Yeah, no, hold it up. Nice. Alright. So coming up next, we've got my pick, A Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Which, we dedicated a whole, a whole episode to this group, episode 40. Um... When did this one come? Uh, anybody know it off the top of their head? On this small book account? 91. Uh, 1991. Low End Theory versus Jacob's pick for this week, which is... Yeah. Blue in Exile, Miles. Um, he sounds so sad. 2020. This album kicks ass. It does, but the matchup Miles. is tough. Yeah. It's the, it's kind of the Paul's... It's got... We're going to start calling that it the is. Paul's Boutique yeah. effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got the, the Pauly effect. I think it's got it, the Pauly... It is in play here, that effect. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... My first pick I brought up ever on the album, on this podcast. Very much so. Um, so the first hip hop pick I brought up, um, and in general, and I think it holds up. I think mm. it holds up well, but I mean, this spawned from that. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like we're talking about jazz, jazzy hip hop. Yes. Um, they are that, mm-hmm. um, especially both of these albums. They they are very jazzy. They have a lot of jazz influence. Oh, hundred. Uh, Miles has a lot of uh, Miles Davis influence, um, especially Blue. What he what he's rapping, um, but Low in Theory, like it's it is just a hip hop. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, so I mean, there's a whole song about it. Yeah, it, it's, it's cool <laughs> seeing it. it's cool seeing both sides like polar opposite 
years mm-hmm. um, but still the same like message the same like vibe they're giving off yeah um, both respectively doing mm-hmm. you know killer job good good introduction so I'm neutral right now but yeah he played that very Swiss that was very Swissy that was. I'm trying that was to I'm trying to reel you guys in to <laughs> take Miles <laughs> but what no, I like it because you got me into Miles and you got me into that that artist a little bit more than mm-hmm. I heard before so mm-hmm. having that other abstract jazzy rap vibe is always cool um, and to compare these two is, is not fair to either artist I think it's going to be that way for a lot of our picks I keep saying that about this but it's true mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then Low End Theory just is the album that started it all you know in a sense yeah. for that type of rap to be accepted no matter you know what side you're on east or west you know for sure very happy yeah. vibe yeah very sure. happy vibe um but great tracks on each album too for sure yeah and and that's that's the kicker because i think this was an album that jacob had mentioned to me so many times that it became one of the catalysts to, to the podcast even starting I think uh, so because you were like have you listened to this have you listened to this and then I you know you know we came up with the idea uh, and there's still like uh, you ain't never been uh, mm-hmm. still one of my fa- I play that song all the fucking time I play songs off the low end all the time I own it you know uh, but yeah I revisit Miles all the time actually like I yeah. try, I put it on like in the morning sometimes and I'll listen like the first I'll like mm-hmm. start from a random point or from the beginning uh, it's it's amazing you know and it was a great yeah. it was a killer uh, killer album to bring up at the start of the show and, and a great one to bring to the bracket it just unfortunately has the has the poly B effect the poly B effect I, I see I see where your vote is yeah. Dorian <laughs> no like that's the thing that's the thing no, is fair that enough fair enough I, I did I did this so what I did was I did the bracket right and then I just said what I wanted to advance I was like this, these are my picks mm-hmm I woke up this morning and re-listened to all of the songs that represent the albums today and was like, fuck, man, I could be, I could be talked into picking Miles over Low End Theory yeah. on a good, on a, you catch me at the right time, I could, I could push it forward, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, Tribe, Tribe was another one of those groups, you know, for me, that when I got into, it was like I got into Doom and then right after that was Tribe, and so I was like, yeah, I'm fucking yeah. sold, man, um, but is that us starting the voting process? think so uh i think so yeah i'm i'm gonna die on that hill say miles yeah um, i would like I would my, miles is i mean it, it's opened my eyes for hip-hop it's mm-hmm. definitely because uh, it came out in 2020 i think it's still the strongest to come out from uh, mm-hmm. like this decade we could say because mm-hmm. um, you don't hear something really like this anymore no um, like a, almost a two-hour album of just jazzy like good beats hip-hop and it's just um, in your it's just like in your face for like how it just the songs just keep yeah. going and then you're like when are they gonna stop because yeah. it's just it gets so impressive at some at one point that you're like when the fuck are they gonna stop and yeah it doesn't <laughs> yeah it's so it's so jam-packed yeah. um and you know them working together blue and exile mm-hmm. um they have like so much chemistry that you hear it in this and it, it took them a long time to make this album yeah um and when it did come out it you know it, it was praised to be really good um and a lot of people still you know to this day are still lo- loving it hell yeah um so i'm glad that you know we're bringing it up it does kind of get hurt in a sense, with it being up against Tribe, especially mm-hmm. when a Tribe, but more like I guess forefront for their music. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going Miles. But 
I think I know where this is heading. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, he's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a winner. Uh, yeah. For me, I just have such a huge respect for Tribe. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And just them allowing me to maybe get into that jazz genre, not as much as I have since I met you guys with right. what you've shown me, but you know, early on being like, oh, where'd that come from? What sample's that from? And be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what they did. You know, that's what they did. They were all into that. That was a thing. So. And just it helped me just appreciate hip hop as a whole, rather than that gangster rap vibe that was very prominent in the '90s. Yeah, at that time, uh, yeah, and at that time especially, um, having this outlet was was nice. So, hell yeah! Well, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. I'm fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys. Okay. Uh, no man, like I like I said, Miles was a great pick to bring up, uh, but that leads us to it. Uh, the next matchup we'll have will be Thirty Six Chambers. Uh, versus low end theory. Uh, that one might be even tougher than any of the ones we had today. Um, do we want to move on? Anybody got to use the restroom? I'm good. Kind of like this homeboy in a sombrero and like cowboy hat. And it looked like bacon okay. ghosts. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Steel Beans, man. Steel Beans, open for Tool. We're recording now so we can shout him out. Open for Tool, loved him. He kicked yeah. ass. It was good. He looked like your average furniture salesman, but man, could he shred. <laughs> man. He played drums and guitar and sang. Yeah, Mouse Oh, yeah. That's, That's fucking sick. It was. Oh, my God. All right. Hello. Into the next matchup. Matt, it's time for you and I to duke it out, buddy. Yeah, I'll start it off and help. Uh, Blazing Arrow by Black Delicious, released in 2002. Going against... Ready to Die by Biggie. Going up against some Black Delicious. 1994 to... When was yours released? 2002. 2002. Sadly, folks, I think we might have another poly effect on this one. Oh, fuck. A lopsided... Um, and I say that out of a huge respect for Black Delicious and this album in general. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, this album rules. This one, it's huge. There's so many really tracks, good. so many guests on here, and it's just like unique in a sense. And he raps mm-hmm. so good and so fast. Yeah, R.I.P. to both of them. Yes. Uh, Ready to Die was. I actually didn't write that one down. We have covered it though. I think it was in the twenties yeah. somewhere. Uh, but Ready to Die, uh, Black Delicious. I heard. Uh, make you feel that way because we made a we made a playlist out of mm. we each picked a song off of our albums uh, that we brought and make you feel that way i fell in love with that song way before we got to the past two weeks like i was cruising back blackalicious in the background of like our picks for the past like three or four episodes like i loved this album and i was like fuck i was yeah. like i love yeah <laughs> i was like shit man i was like i love this i love blazing arrow but Fuck man, ready to die. I mean, it just. I mean, even Billy Woods uh, had a line about this album this year. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was very much into that scene. Mm-hmm. But man, what a what a matchup! Yeah, Blazing Arrow is good though. You know, you got so many features. Like I was saying a minute ago, with Saul Williams is on there at the end of the track with, was it Retreat or Retreat or something like that? What's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and even Zach's in there, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good old rage in there. Uh, the title track of the album, mm-hmm. 
uh, Blazing Arrow. That song's really good. Um, a lot of songs on this, man. Like I was, li- I listened back to this this morning because mm-hmm. um, I heard a couple of songs, but not the full album. So I kind of skimmed through each song, mm-hmm. um, and I ended up saving like five of them or six of them. Like mm-hmm. it's really good, man. This album, I think, um, if I hadn't known about Ready to Die, <laughs> this would be up there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but really fucking good. Um, but Ready to Die. I mean, come on, man. Come, come, come on, on, yeah. Come on, man. Maybe I mean, suicidal really thoughts yeah. was the everyday struggle. Right. Like <laughs> the yeah. fact that we're not even having to like defend ready to die at all. Yeah. It's like, yep. Yeah. I mean, but we gotta Maybe. give the flowers to to Black Alicia. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know. No, we do. It's a great album. Yeah. Different, it is different it's fantastic. Uh do you you don't own this one? I know I don't. I don't think For I've some reason I thought something in my head I was like, Man, the fact that Matt has this I like made it up in my head that you had it. Definitely for some reason. If it's if you find this in person, I would I would swoop. I would swoop for sure. Yeah. Gift to Gab, shout out the production on it. Gift to Gab is basically mm-hmm. like the anti yeah. Andre Nicotina. Like he has a very similar sounding voice, but he just his like subdivision over shit is so insane. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to make sure you don't have it? Yeah, I was like, do I have A to G? <laughs> I thought I might have this first album, but like maybe I found it, but I don't think so. Nah. Yeah. Well, are we just pushing through? Yeah. RTD then? Yeah, RTDs. But shout out Black Lotus. Bob, yeah. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Thanks for introducing me to that, man. Yeah, I think it's a great hip-hop album in its own right, so I'm glad mm-hmm. you guys liked it too. Oh boy. And I believe this one is me against Matt again. Matt and yeah. I duking it out back to back. Back to back. Back to backies. Look, oh, Lick Raj. The Graj. Graduation. 1990. Public Enemy. Fear of a Black Planet. Iconic album. Early hip hop. The nineties and the graduation. The Kanye. Le Mr. Kanye, Kanye West mm. graduation, episode twenty six of what you spend in. Thank you for bringing that. I don't own it. Used to, but then you make bad life decisions. <laughs> uh yeah yeah. Fear of a black planet, man. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I I I wasn't aware if you guys had heard this very much at all. Mm-hmm. I hadn't until about. Maybe last year when I stumbled across it because I've, I've always liked Public Enemy and listened yeah. to a few of their al- other albums. Same. That was yeah. that was me too. And when you brought this one up, I was like, the name sounds so familiar. I was like, but I don't think I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's Public Enemy, top to bottom, man. Mm-hmm. I my uh, honestly, I was pretty late also to Public Enemy. I, I hadn't listened to them until a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I want to say, uh, and mainly their other album uh, takes a million. That's another that great one, one. That one. That album's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stumbled upon this one because I think either I think Earth Earth uh, Earth Gang. I think they did a they had an album mm-hmm. that it had this almost similar cover of this. Oh, okay. Um, it has like a rac- raccoon on it. I'll 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 show you guys a picture of it. But um, people were bringing that up. They're like, oh, it it looks like the same cover for Public Enemy. And I was like, oh, let me look at this and. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, same same uh, group, and uh, it's the album right after it, so 
that's how I got into this album, and it is, mm, dude, it's it's hip hop. It it's is like hip-hop. that barely early grungy. Yeah, like, dirty, it's very early hip hop. Like, it's experimental, like. I don't know, some of it doesn't even sound like hip-hop sometimes. Like, is this like a rock record almost? Well, I think they have that DJ aspect that adds a lot to it. I know a lot of people had DJ, obviously, but I think they incorporated that a little bit more to be... That, so that stood out a lot mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. to me with their music that they made. For sure. I got into Public Enemy through the thrash metal band Anthrax. Mm-hmm. They did a version of uh, Bring the Noise with them, and I was hella into Anthrax back in the day. And then, you know, playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I got into them... When nice. you know, I had more internet access and uh, started listening to him a little bit then, and then maybe through that heard like one or two tracks, but I didn't remember when you brought this up, and so. But yeah, man, it's like it's Flavor Flav, it's all that good stuff. Right, yeah, they Fight did the power, all this like yeah. yeah. The stuff. DJ aspect that they had was kind of almost like a precursor to like the new metal movement, you mm-hmm. know, with like Limp Biscuit and Slipknot using it. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this does sound like a rock record, but. Then you hear a record scratch, like, oh, no, yeah, no, this is all fun and hip-hop, yeah. baby. This ain't metal. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, welcome to the Terror Dome. Uh, mm-hmm. Saul Williams uses a sample from that on, yes. on Tardust. Yeah. Nice. That was because we brought up, we did this, like, right before Tardust, mm-hmm. the Tardust episode. And so I I heard, I had heard that, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I had to make sure that I, like, didn't have something queued up. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Saul. Shout out Saul. We will be t- well, we will we uh we will we'll be talk talking about him. About him. Yeah, we yeah, will touch on yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Let's graduate to something different. Dun, dun, dun. That Damn. was fucking clever. Look at that. That Ooh. was fucking clever. I mean Damn. Yeah, man. Uh graduation. Graduation. The yeah. album that killed that killed Gangster Rap. Yes. That knocked fifty cent off his throne. Mm. I mean that's that's essentially what it boils down to, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Fuck anybody, like anybody my age and like within within five years of my age, you ask anybody about graduation, they're like, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. it's that's it. Uh, we said all that there is to say back on episode twenty six. Yeah, gonna definitely. keep plugging it, but yeah, um, graduation man. Some of the earliest like hip hop memories I have was like stronger on the radio mm-hmm. got, this album got me into Daft Punk through that sample yeah. uh, it was my like full venture into Kanye West who he is a fucking scumbag but I do choose to separate the artist from the art and my fucking god can he make a rap song mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, we had it's a hip hop bracket man I felt like he deserved at least that you know a little bit of recognition in there and graduation is uh just one of many fantastic albums he has but it, it might be yeah. his peak it might be like his pinnacle album yeah uh, that the college dropout registration mm-hmm. and then graduation it's is a stupid run. run yeah crazy run that he had um and yeah he did have it also an impact in hip-hop like as much Very. as we want to deny just for him as like an artist his music that he was doing Right, um, like his art was really good uh, for hip hop. Um, it did have a generational turn, mm-hmm. um, and we brought that up when we were mentioning these. Like both of these albums are very generational. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have one side of the crowd that's, um, you know, a little bit, I guess, older. You can say with Public Enemy, mm-hmm. uh, and then more people in new age coming to like listen to Kanye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of those albums that you 
listen if you've heard of Kanye. Yeah. Songs mm-hmm. are scattered all over this album that everyone's have heard. Yeah. Um, like yeah. if you if you come, <laughs> it's like if you grew up with a radio mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're born in 1994 and on, mm-hmm. you've heard <laughs> mm-hmm. like you've definitely heard him one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first introduction was graduation to Kanye. Mm-hmm. Was that was, episode, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's yeah. you know, like Dorian said, you're not separating the artist from the music, whatever you want, however you want to say that. That was me to a T, and not mm-hmm. giving it a chance, and I felt stupid for not allowing that music to be heard because it's a great album it's I was like never mind I mean this guy knows what he's doing it's so good I mean and this has uh, Graduation had a lot of Gary Newman influence Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. Uh, we did cover that you know and I mean it's like the album cover's got the Akira throwback to it yeah Mm -hmm. the teddy bear (sighs) great film too Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah that's the that's the fucking thing man is like we just talked about one of the the you know what we defined as like the best hip hop group in Wu Tang. Public Enemy ain't far behind, man. No. Different, different periods of time for sure. Yeah, I think Public Enemy saying, "Hey, this is how, this is this is acceptable." You know, yeah, here and do this. Anybody can do this. Yeah, so the people being like, "All right, let's form a group and do it and making millions." Yeah, you know, they set the bar there, set it high, but other people crossed it like Wu Tang. Yeah, it's. It really is so difficult because yeah. it is like the massive influence that both of these group, like just artists as a whole, had. Mm-hmm. It's hard to push one through because it's like I'm gonna be butthurt because I know, like that's the other thing is like some of these albums that we've left yeah. out. I'm like I know that if we push this through, it would annihilate what what was in the next. Uh-huh. You know, I'll start off. I think for me, if we were picking a, a different uh, Public Enemy album, it might be a little bit more of a sway, but mm. Graduation is gonna be my pick. Ooh, just for what okay. it, just for what it did and how it yeah it, how it came to me and how I grew to like it yeah um, for sure you know nice I'm I'm gonna go Public Enemy on this right. dude really? go pub- yeah I really like this album um, I like the impact that it had because um, yeah everyone like if you're talking about Public Enemy it's either this one or ten, uh, the, the first other, one yeah, yeah the other one um, but this one for it to be a sequel of that. Mm-hmm. Um, to come up right after it and then to still be such a hit um, with you know songs that uh, the songs that they had on this album mm-hmm. um, like Fight the Power um, Super like the messages that they're putting out mm-hmm. and, and their raps too that they're spitting um, but everything about this album it it has me more leaning towards it because it feels more hip hop than Graduation Sure. And yeah, that, that and that's yeah. that's because graduation it is more modern. Like mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's it's a lot more. Um, I feel like beat driven. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of with more the boom. premiere features and you know Kanye doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, because is... this is more like boom bap. You could say hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go public enemy, dude. I'm gonna do it. I mean, with the background like that, that cool cover. I don't know if you can see that very well. There you go. I mean, that's awesome. Just chilling. You know what? No matter what this matchup is, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Public Enemy versus Big, that's going to be a hell of a conversation. Yeah. What Graduation versus Ready to Die, mm-hmm. from an album standpoint, that would be a hell of a conversation. It would. Both of them would be fantastic. Uh, a great matchup to see. But 
to make it a little interesting, I'm going to go ahead and push Public Enemy through. Nice. I'm Ooh. going. I'm going Fear of a Black Planet too. Nice. As much as I do, just Graduation is in my top five favorite albums of all time. I I love it. Uh, you know all that other stuff. I, Kanye is one of my favorite artists. We will be bringing him up again at some point if I have anything to say about it, which I do. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and push through. Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy. So I'm happy about that. Nice. Me too. Yeah. Next matchup, that matchup will be ready to die. That's gonna be crazy. And Fear of a Black Planet. Ain't no biggie. Ain't no biggie there. Congrats, y'all! Literally swayed me on that. Okay, on to the next matchup, which I think is Matt. It's yeah, me, me against myself. Mm-hmm. So what do you got, Matt? You against you. Um, got Dr. Dre's The Chronic from 1992, going up against uh, Goody Mob Soul Food from '95. Mm-hmm. So very closely related, different sides of the country, of course. I think Goody mm-hmm. Mob's from the Soul area of like Atlanta, kind of that that era. Of hip hop, kind of bringing that to the mall or mm-hmm. bringing that to the map. Um, and Dr. Ray the Chronic, just a classic album, you know. Yep. Got Snoop Dogg on there coming out of his his shell, making a name for himself on that album. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah. I like to say much more about the crime. I mean, you don't really have to say much about that album. You don't. Um, you but do for not. some people that don't know Soul Food and that album, essentially, got the title track's great, of course, but you got, you know, Outcasts on that album. Uh, it's one of the first albums to kind of give that area of the country a, a name and yes. set itself apart. Yeah. And kind of say, hey, anybody can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And they did it with, a, like, style. Like, it was, they didn't, they weren't using that LA beat. They weren't using that that chronic style at all you know I know they came out a little bit apart but they still didn't kind of latch onto that they did their own thing yes mm-hmm. yes no chronic is very much like g-funk yeah like yeah. you hear that that's the sound that yeah. uh, Dre was doing mm-hmm. and this is still very much um, it has a beat to it but it's just all flows like mm-hmm. they're just you know going off mm-hmm. um, and their writing on this is really good mm-hmm. um, I remember this um, I hadn't heard most of this album until recently Mm -hmm. Um, but I stumbled upon Goody Mob because on um, Outkast their first album the Southern Catalystic Mm -hmm. that huge title Mm -hmm. um, Goody Mob is on there like three or four times on that album Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like who is Goody Mob Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah you hear their work Um, really good man really really good and yeah also they like hopped right on that train with Outkast, like of you know Atlanta coming mm-hmm. up and in hip hop and just being a different sound from the East and West. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think also really great for movement of hip hop. Uh, this album uh, yeah. from Goody Mob Soul Food is really good for sure. Yeah, I think I had heard of Goody Mob from the Outkast connection, mm-hmm. uh, but hadn't really dove in to one of their albums mm-hmm. until you brought this up, and so I was like, oh fuck yeah. Um, my pick might surprise everybody. I I don't know. Like the chronic is great in in all in everything you mm-hmm. know and all that y- y'all said. Something about this Goody Mob shit stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Like really, like Dre and like the West Coast scene. 
bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't been... It's like, I appreciate it, you know? Like, Snoop's one of the best. Dre's one of the best. But it's like, I've been... In, at least in my hip-hop shit, like, in my fandom of the genres, I've been more, like, not West Coast. Yeah. Like, literally everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do see... You know, like like I said, real recognize real or whatever you want to say about it. It's like I, I can acknowledge like, hey, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, like those are the best to do it. But mm. I personally, I like something different. You know, mm. and that's what getting like the title track alone just hooks you, yeah. gets this little yeah, claws in you. It starts yeah. off. That I think deep. the day that this like once this playlist that we had for the bracket was like finalized, mm. I listened to Make You Feel That Way and Soul Food like three times back to back in one day like just loved those songs so much and then yeah. listened to this album and I was like damn no alright uh, I have lyrics for us on soul food mm-hmm. um, a heaping helping of fried chicken macaroni and cheese and collard greens too big for my jeans <laughs> yeah <laughs> put a little line you know yeah. the, way it, the way it all flows yeah yeah. Um, uh, and then speaking of writing on the chronic a lot of dissing like a lot of beefing still between you know um like past members of you know in that area with death like row, yeah. yeah with death row and easy in general yeah, yeah the whole lot of beef that was going on you hear the songs and you're like damn they were really hating each other at this time mm-hmm. um but no both are crazy good um i think definitely one of dre's uh, dr dre's better works very uh, the yeah. chronic yeah, if you have to like comparison wise, like the Chronos all time one of the best albums yeah. ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think oh, it's in the National Registry, right, or whatever. Probably library. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure I it's think one so. of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you stack it up against, I'll, I'll go with your argument. When you stack it up against this album by Goody Mob, it's you lean more towards that unique kind of sound that's not West Coast, right? And I mm-hmm. feel that, and so and it's like, that. oh, this came out within a couple years of the Chronos. Like, yeah. how? Yeah. Like, um, it doesn't make any sense, but it's in a good way. It doesn't make sense. You know yeah. what I mean? And this is going to be my ninety-five pick. It was. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, like hella torn yeah, on yeah. that, and then yeah, you're like, ah, yeah, red medicine. Yeah, red medicine. Uh, but yeah, for that argument, I'll, I'm going to go with that. That's my choice. Yeah, I'm yeah. going soul food. I'm going soul food too. Dang, we're all three going with yeah, soul yeah. food. Hey, fucking, <laughs> let's Damn. go. Let's nice. go. Soul Food makes it on. And that brings us Fuck yeah. to the final showdown, Jacob. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yes. What, this you, is, what you got, baby boy? This is back-to-back episodes, too, that, that these albums got covered on. Yeah. You were episode 11, which was Matt's first full ep with us. And then the next week, I brought up my pick. But Jacob, go ahead and say what what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, so my pick, um, when did it come out? 2019, I want to say? 2021, sorry. Uh, Makami, Pray for Haiti. Um, Since I have it, I guess I have to show it off. It's a picture disc. It's pretty cool of the co- of the cover yeah um yeah one of my favorites uh definitely that i've brought up i feel like we our um our uh bid on it was cut short on production <laughs> but uh yeah and then what was your pick it was cut for unfortunate reasons i know <laughs> it has nothing to do with me right don't shoot the messenger no no, no it's not no, no, it's not on you 
One album later, I brought up Run the Jewels 2 by Run the Jewels. You can see that. Colors. Yeah, you can see it now. That six splatter on there since we're showing off. <laughs> I'm going to dunk on this nerd already. <laughs> um, now, Run the Jewels 2 by Run the Jewels uh, LP Killer Mike. This came out in 2013, technically. Uh, and Rolling Stone voted it as the top album of that year. Uh, just a little flex for you. Um, but yeah, man. What do y'all think? What's what are the early thoughts here? I don't know, man. I know I know you've offered to gift me your mock comic copy after the show. So <laughs> he's greasy. Thank you, Jacob's greasy. I'm running out. Thank of here, you dude. for that. But I didn't expect that. Um, no, I remember this album. I remember you know listening to it and kind of getting introduced to the podcast life. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I'll always remember you know those albums that we reviewed on that first week for me um mm-hmm. but this one's really good um so stuffed up you need a flow name yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that line alone makami is an icon yeah. end quote this yeah. gonna be the year i get my python trench coat mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and then run the jewels i mean two artists i'd never really heard until i joined the podcast mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having the opportunity to listen to those both and have to you know learn a little bit about each group was cool um yeah. as far as a matchup completely different yeah um it's tough it's tough this is a tough one yeah. to duke it out over yeah yeah and of course it's me and jacob the hatred runner. The hatred runner. <laughs> anybody that knows this podcast there's yeah. history there's yeah. history between yeah. no i'm kidding um but no man it's like it is a tough one and i'm like after looking like at how interconnected like these two picks are from like the you know as i refer to the terminator timeline mm-hmm. standpoint it's like 11 12 Matt's first two full episodes. Mm. I was doing it in a garage. Jerseys in the back. Uh, yeah, I was hanging yeah. Tom Brady jerseys in the background. <laughs> like an absolute clown. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I remember that. And like, I remember like I was training Matt at work and I'd be like, you want to listen to something from the for this week for the podcast? And he's like, yeah, put on that mock hobby shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, because... Funny. Up to that, like before that point, we'd already established like the Benny the Butcher, Conway, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I was going through the, I was going through the old posts on the Instagram today. There are some funny clips of us from back in the day. I bet, like, of my mind being blown that they're all related and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, West Side Gun executive produces this album. Fantastic, yeah. love that. Um, man, I love, I love. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead, please. What I do love both of our albums, the mm-hmm. production on each of them. Oh, hundred uh, percent freaking LP dude he's so he's such a good producer um, and even seeing his like progression like off stuff that uh, with Arm and Hammer mm. uh, and Billy Woods that he's produced for them music still um, still very good still super good and this album I think it's one of their best for sure for Run the Jewels oh yeah in my opinion that I like um, but yeah Makami is just such it's such a like I feel like a niche mm. hip hop uh, artist, not a yeah. lot of people know of him, hear of him, but yeah. when you do, it's like wow! It's like how is this possible? And like all the history with it and the production on it, yeah, the, um, the Louisiana influence, which is a, a very mm-hmm. underrepresented like mm-hmm. area yeah. of the country when it comes to rap music. So you get that and like the Creole language yeah, on it. Yeah, he speaks speaking Creole. He's, yeah. yeah, that was one of my crazy. favorite. That's been one of my favorite albums as far as like backstory goes that I was completely unfamiliar with that we've covered was the Makami because it I went on a deep dive too and we talked about it at length uh, 
but yeah, it's like this. I don't want to let it happen again, like y'all did with Public Enemy. But I'm about to go against my own pick if we keep talking about my yeah. Um To be fair, on my way here, and it's still queued up on my phone. I was listening to the to your album. Yeah, last time I think it was like last time we met. You were like, dude. I've been listening. I did. I did tell you. Yeah. yeah, you're like Jeopardy off RTJ two. I was like, yeah. I fucking know. Yeah. Man. I was like, it's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna bang this bitch the fuck out. Let's go, like, yeah. yeah, let's go, LP. They put a fucking mirror on the screen. Goddamn. <laughs> like just that intro to Run the Jewels two. Yeah. And like they're up to RTJ four now. Mm-hmm. Uh, great songs uh, off of it on every project. RTJ two I would rank as my top one, and then number one. After after that would be our RTJ and then three and four, but yeah, nice. still great, still great stuff. Um, I think I think we're both kind of biased. Very Matt, you have to split us apart. You but, you might have to. Yeah. I am I might be easily. Man, I don't want to be easily. <laughs> I don't want to be easily swayed on this. I gotta stand by RTJ. That's what you're going with. I'm, I'm going, going RTJ. Just for me and like sentimental purposes, I feel like Mothman is gonna be my pick. <sighs> Just because of the, the, <laughs> the underground production and that lo-fi sound, it just it yeah, was, yes. it was different hip hop. And I was like, all right, these guys aren't just listening to like normal hip hop. This is cool. This is yeah. Unique. This is abstract. You know, I like this. Yeah. That was even before we start talking about hip hop, and before you guys even showed me a lot of the stuff that I like now. Yeah. So yeah, hands down, so. hands down. Sorry. No, yeah. it's all good. Conductor, Man. Conductor William stock is conductor, going up. Conductor, conductor. After conductor. yeah, after he produced that song for Drake, his stock is going up. So, hundred oh, percent. All right. Well, that rounds off the first portion. The first sixteen albums have been discussed, and let's go over them. We've got Mad Villainy going up against AT Aliens in the first round of the Sweet 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 Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan going against Low End Theory by A Tribe Called Quest. And then we've got Ready to Die up against Fear of a Black Planet. After that, we've got Soul Food up against Pray for Haiti. Oh, damn. That's going to be nuts. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're covering next episode. Mm -hmm. we got to finish off our round of 32. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to breeze through it. I'm going to hate editing this later. So no, I love you guys. Put out a good product. Oh, we appreciate it. Nah, I know. I'm just, I'm fucking around. I'm just like, <laughs> I got overzealous yeah, and I was like, me. I was like, I'm going to put all the album covers and I was like, oh shit, I have to find those <laughs> yeah. 16 album covers or download them if I don't have them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next week, or not next week, next episode, we've got my pick, Black Star, going up against Matt's pick, Three Feet High and Rising. That's going to be tough. Uh, then I'm finally going against myself with Haram by Armand Hammer. feel like we can guess how this one's going to go. Mm-hmm. But we'll throw a, a wrench in the cogs because it's going up against Yes or Whatever by Quasimodo. Probably that strongest project. Uh, then up next, we've got Me versus Jake. Jake, you're going Paid in Full by mm-hmm. Bone Thugs, isn't that? Or uh, Paid in Full. Uh, Eric B. Rakim. Yeah, Eric B. and Rakim. Uh, for some reason, I get their the names flip-flop. Uh, against me with Good Kid, Mad City. After that, Matt versus Jacob. Matt's bringing up the score by the Fugees, which we have covered on here. And Jake's going hard to earn. Yes, which is Gangstar. Gangstar, I was about to say Gangstar. 
then Matt versus myself. I'm bringing up 3001 A Laced Odyssey by Flatbush Zombies. Uh, Matt's bringing up the self-titled Saul Williams album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's Matt and I again. We've got a double header. He's going All Eyes on Me by Tupac, which we might see the Poly B effect on because I'm bringing up The House is Burning by Isaiah Rashad. <laughs> I will personally that die on that yeah, fucking hill. That's one-sided. Yeah. yeah, it is very one-sided, but hey, you guys just do your two votes and outweigh mine. But here's the kicker. I've got my boy Connor coming on, and I'm going to try and put him in that Zay oh, camp, and then we're going to have to call somebody. Oh, man. We might have to call Big Al. My I'll boy my Big friends. Al. My, my old friends, they'll, they'll agree with me. We just get seven different yeah. people. Yeah. But we phone. It's it still is tied. Yeah, it, it, we're like ten people deep in our contacts list. It's still tied. Uh, but all eyes on me versus the house is burning. That's going to be sick. Uh Jake versus Matt. Jake, 1999 by Joey Badass versus Matt with Black on both sides. Uh, and then Matt and Jake again. Yes. Matt with Art of War. Uh, and Jacob, you've got Wrath of the Math. That's right. By Giroux. Giroux. That's going to be nuts. There was a little bit more old school on this side of the bracket that we just covered. That's got a lot more yeah. new-ish stuff. Mm-hmm. I do like that... Biggie and Tupac aren't on the same uh, yes. same side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Shout yes. out the randomizer. I like that. That too. is good. Yeah, I was very worried about that. I was like, I was like, if that because here's the thing it comes out early, it could it could happen down the line in the bracket. It, it, at this point, it has to be the championship, which mm-hmm. I don't see happening. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't, mm-hmm. no. There's no way both of those albums get. In the no, I don't think so. If I have anything to say about it, all eyes on me will make it past the first round. Anyway, <laughs> I'm fucking around. Nah, it, I have been listening back to that, and I'm like, fuck, I might be, I might be dead in the water here. But, anyways, this has been the first episode for the What You Spin in Hip Hop Bracketology, found right here on YouTube and Spotify, and soon, hopefully, to be Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, make sure to share it, like it, subscribe it, leave a comment. Uh, stay hydrated, stay warm, it's getting a little chilly, stay dry, it's getting extra wet out there, and uh, yeah, peace out, I'm Dorian, that's Jake, that's Matt, say goodbye to the people, later, peace out.